1: For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus
2: as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley.
3: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
2: It's good to be with you as we continue a teaching we started on Monday. And that teaching is Having Our Minds Stayed on the Lord. This comes from Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 and 4, and I'm going to read it from the New American Standard. The steadfast of mind thou wilt keep in perfect peace, because he trusts in thee. Trust in the Lord forever, for in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. Jimmy, what a wonderful scripture in the midst of difficulties that we could have perfect peace because we trust in the Lord as our minds are stayed on him. And as we pointed out on Monday, this verse comes in the midst of chapters in Isaiah that were speaking about judgment on the earth. And this is so important because no matter what the external conditions are, our minds being stayed on the Lord will bring victory. And we pointed out yesterday that we read from Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, a verse that you probably well know. I want to read it now. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. This was part of a letter that Jeremiah sent to the Jewish exiles in Babylon. In the midst of their dispersion to Babylon, a prophetic word was given. Jeremiah had his mind stayed on the Lord and he was able to speak such a promising verse. It was a word of hope, a word that God has not forgotten the people. And these verses are so apropos for us today, Judy, when we see so much chaos going on in the world and we cannot lose our stability in the Lord and we'll keep that stability if our minds remain stayed on the Lord.
3: And you know, Shelley, the New Testament, the foundations, are the teachings of the prophets and the Psalms and uh, the Torah. And so here you read from Jeremiah which is a prophet from the old testament and i'm going to be reading from second corinthians chapter 4 verses 16 through 18 if you have your bibles join with me to see that the new testament really is an affirmation of what the prophets yes, wrote Lord. what it says in the torah and what it speaks of in the psalms so starting at verse 16 in second Ch- corinthians chapter 4 Therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day, for momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond our comprehension. While we look not to the things which are seen, But at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And it's so true, Shelley, because if we're going through a trial and we're having difficulty in our life or in the world at large and we concentrate on all of the difficulties, we'll lose the victory. But if we understand that God has an eternal plan and he wants to work in and through our life, then we have a victory because he changes our mind and changes our understanding and how to move forward in the situation we find ourselves in.
2: And isn't Paul a great example, Junie, because here he was going through momentary light afflictions, which were disaster situations, and yet his mind was stayed on something eternal, And he knew that that was far more important than the immediate conditions that he was going to go through. And yesterday we closed the program by reading Psalm 16, verse 8. I'd like to read it again today. I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. And you know, in the modern Tanakh, the more modern Hebrew uh, that we read, listen to how it says it there I am ever mindful of the Lord's presence. He is at my right hand, I shall never be shaken. What a word, journey what an encouragement. So let's go back to some of Paul's writings because he is a great example in the New Testament of somebody who no matter what the situation was around him, his mind was stayed on the
3: Lord. And we find some of that um, given to us, Shelley, an in instruction in Romans 8, verses 5 to 8, where it reads... For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the spirit the things of the spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So here is an exhortation and a reminder that when Jesus went to be with the Father, he sent us the Spirit of truth. He sent us the Holy Spirit to enlighten our souls. So if we ask the Lord to teach us how to keep our minds stayed on him, on the Lord, and help us to walk in the spirit and not give in to the fears or the apprehension or even the desire of our flesh. Something is worked in us, and that's the life of the Messiah. Hallelujah. That he can live in us, by us, and through us, and then we become a witness in the situation that God is greater than our situation.
2: Amen. Junie, back in Psalms, we see just the opposite of what we've been talking about. And we need to see what happens when our minds are not stayed on the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 54. I want to look at the first three verses. Psalm 54, beginning in verse 1. Save me, O God, by thy name, and vindicate me by thy power. And hear my prayer, O God, Give ear to the words of my mouth, for strangers have risen against me, and violent men have sought my life. They have not set God before them. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the sustainer of my soul. So what was the indictment against the enemies that David was writing about? Their indictment was very clear. They have not set God before them. This is powerful, and we're vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy, when we don't have our minds stayed on the Lord.
3: And, you know, sometimes when we read verses like that, Shelley, we think of people who aren't Christians or who aren't those who love the Lord that uh, turn against us. But, you know, David also wrote how people who ate from the same table with him turned against him, his closest friend. Turned against him. So, when this happens, if we understand that uh, Jesus himself said on the cross, Shelley, Forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. That if our minds and heart aren't stayed on the Lord himself or on his purpose for even allowing such a thing to happen, we'll find ourselves getting bitter and have a heart of unforgiveness that turns hard. But God can give us the victory, whether it's a personal attack, whether it's the country that we live in being attacked, or even our people's being attacked, that if God is allowing it, the end result is always worked out for our good. Because that's what Jeremiah wrote, isn't it, in 2911. That's right. And it reads, All things... All things, not some, right? That's right. Work together for the good, with a future and a hope for those who are called by God and for His purposes.
2: And that really verifies what you just uh, indicated, Junie. Romans eight twenty eight: that all things, if our minds are stayed on the Lord, we're going to see the eternal purposes of God. Yes. Well, let's go to an important portion of Scripture, Junie. I think, I hope you have it in front of you. The portion from Matthew, because we see such a contrast here. All right, let's, uh, I think you're familiar with this, but let's see, uh, we need to be so careful of falling into a trap. It says in Matthew 16, beginning at 13, Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he began asking his disciples, saying, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They said, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And then Jesus goes on and really speaks about the church in a very powerful way. So here we see, Juni, Peter, whose mind was stayed on the Lord, received a revelation from God. And it, it it, it was so glorious because everything in in uh, Jesus' ministry from that point on changed. And he started talking about the suffering that he had to go through. So here was a tremendous revelation. But look what happened immediately after that. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him because he said he'd have to be killed and be raised up on the third day. It says, Peter took him aside, began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, They shall not, that shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interests, but man's. Junie, isn't this incredible? After receiving a revelation, Peter resorts back, not to keeping his mind on the Lord, but keeping his mind on the Lord's on man's interest. So what? where is our mindset? We need to be so careful about not, not steps, keeping our minds on the Lord or on natural things, but on the Lord.
3: And I think the important part of what you read, Shelley, was Jesus saying, get thee behind me, Satan. And we need to understand that the enemy of our soul wants to keep our minds set on our troubles, on our um, afflictions, on the things that would so easily beset us, when the Lord himself wants to give us a victory in and through our afflictions or the troubles that surround us, with him, in him and by him and through him, He can give us the mind of Christ. And
2: if we do that, Junie, we'll be able to say with confidence, we live and move and have our being in him. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you that you want our minds set on you so we can have perfect peace because we trust in you. You are a trustworthy God. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' holy name.
3: Amen.